Uh, so I have a couple things I want to say first. Um, one, I'm super excited and thankful to be here. If you don't know me, my name is Lauren Ropkin. I'm the program coordinator here in the Student Ministries Department. <laughs> Why, thank you. Uh, so I don't know if many of you know how college works, but um, college just started this week, or classes for a lot of us um, here. And I'm going to be really honest with you. It sucks, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say that word with the microphone on, but I'm going to say it, because it is hard, and I'm so glad to be here and sing and worship with you guys, Um, but you should all go to college, even though it's not fun all the time, so let's get started. Um, But tonight, we are continuing on in our Immerse series. Um, Tonight is over Philippians 3, and I hope you all have been getting and participating in those daily text messages. If you haven't been, well... Don't worry, you have like two weeks left of texts, I think, that you can sign up for. And if you don't have that number, it's right there. Um, So I won't be offended if you pull your phone out right now and text into that. But I will be if you do that in like two minutes. Um, But so in Philippians 3, Paul is writing about how to succeed in life. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Barnes & Noble. I don't know if those are still even things anymore. Uh, I don't even know if people use hard books anymore. They just use their iPads. Um, But... Um, so Paul writes about how to be successful and in Barnes and Noble, there's books on success everywhere. There's a whole aisle of success. There's how to be rich, how to marry rich, how to be brilliant, um, how to be rich and good looking without being brilliant, without working, uh, whatever you need, there's success books for that. Um, but when I think about being successful in life, I want to be successful in about three things, which is school, um, because it'd be cool to be smart. Um, I want to be successful in my running, and I want to be successful in growing as a pastor. So in that success and in that search for success, I really search for people who have already been successful in that, right? It would be kind of silly of me to want to be successful in running and sit with a couch potato all day, right? They probably wouldn't have much advice for me. Um, So I want to ask you a question, and no need to answer, please. Uh, But who is a role model for you? Who do you look at when you want to be successful, and who are you kind of watching as they grow and learn from their mistakes. Um, Now, if I were to have you answer that out loud, or if I were to ask this in confirmation, I feel like the big answer would be Jesus. Um, Because we're in a church, we're in worship right now, and that's the right answer for everything is Jesus. Um, And I'm not telling you that's wrong, but I want you to look at a person next to Jesus um, who I believe is one of the most successful Christians who ever lived, and his name was Paul. He's writing Philippians. Um, And in Philippians 3, he spends the first 11 verses talking about his past. You can go read it. I'm not going to tell you about it. It's pretty interesting. Um, But then in 12 through 21, he talks about his present and his future. And in 17, he even says, follow me by example. So if you would read along with me on the screen, because I'm going to read you 12 through 21. Um, It says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Jesus Christ, is calling us. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. But we must hold on to the progress we have already made. Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. For I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows they are real enemies of the cross of Christ. They are headed for destruction. 
Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things, and they think only about life here on earth. But we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own, using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. Okay, um, so here Paul says to follow the patterns of his life. Um, so through this, I've come up with four keys to successful living. This is like the secret of all secret messages, so get ready. And this is where your bulletins come in. Um, the first key is evaluation, to face our faults. Uh, this is the part where we kind of let the air out of our head a little bit um, so we can fit through the doors and we say that we don't have it all together. And I'll tell you a secret, that's okay to say, uh, that we don't have it all together. In fact, Paul, the most beautiful thing about him is that he admits that he doesn't have it all together. And Paul is a man who wrote the New Testament. He spread Christianity throughout the entire Roman Empire, and he started numerous churches, and he was still able to admit that he does not have it all together. Um, this, to be successful, you need to remain open to growth. Um, when we admit that we are not perfect, we allow our mind to be open, and we allow things and experiences to shape us. Um, now, I'm not telling you that um, you can walk around being a hot mess all the time, like, oh, I don't got to be perfect. I can just be crazy. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but I'm saying that it is okay to admit that there is still growth in your life that's going to happen because we're all there. Um, and some of us are on this path just beginning a life with Christ. And some of us are halfway down that path, and some of us are not even on the path. And that's okay. Um, but Christ tells us, and Paul encourages us, that there is no room for growth if we cannot face our faults. Uh, Proverbs 28 13 says that people who conceal their sins will not prosper, but if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. Uh, so I go to UTA, like I said earlier, with a couple others in this room, um, and we are a part of the UTA Wesley Foundation, which is fabulous, and you should all join a Wesley Foundation when you go to college. Uh, so there's this pastor there named Joseph Nader, and he was preaching last semester about community and how to strengthen community um, and to continue growth with that. And he said something that kind of stuck with me. Um, he said that when you pray and ask forgiveness to Christ, that's great. Um, but if you're not able to go to a friend and ask for that same forgiveness out loud, you're really not asking Christ for forgiveness. You're just asking yourself. Does that make sense? So say you do something that you shouldn't do, not necessarily to someone, but just personally you do something you shouldn't do. If you're not able to admit that to someone else, when you pray to God, you're really not asking him for forgiveness. You're kind of just talking to yourself in your head. But because you think you're doing that, it makes you feel better. Um, and this is where we ask ourselves, where do we need to change in our life to continue this growth? Um, I think we can all admit that we are good at taking an inventory of other people's lives, really dissecting them and saying, oh, they should change this about themselves or they need to work on this. Um, and sometimes it's hard for us to internally inventory our lives. Um, in the Bible, there's a verse, I can't remember which one it is right now, but um, Jesus asks, how can we not see the twig in the eye of another? Or how can we see the twig in the eye of another, but not see the log in our own eye? If we spend so much time looking at other people's faults, but we don't realize our own, we are not going to grow in that. Uh, the second key to living is elimination. To learn from the past and let it go. <laughs> I was hoping someone would chuckle about that because I can't say let it go without wanting to sing Frozen. 
Okay. So, um, <laughs> Paul says that if we're going to be all God wants us to be, we need to stop wasting time with yesterday. Um, so in my sermons, I'm manuscript, which means that I had that frozen joke written in here. Um, so that I don't struggle with this thing that I have called word vomit. Um, I'm sure some of you have heard it sometimes. I can think of specific examples that we're not going to mention. Uh, but sometimes if I get talking, whether it's just in a small group of people or a big group of people, I just start saying things that I, that are awkward or weird or don't make sense. Um, most of the time we, they're laughable and they can be joked about, but, um, Sometimes they come with repercussions um, that aren't always the best. And I either have two options whenever this word vomit is a real issue in my life. Um, I dwell on it and dwell on it and dwell on it. And even when everybody else has forgotten about it, I'm still dwelling on it. Uh, Or I can learn from it and I can move forward. And I'm not saying that whether you say something that's bad or you do something that's bad, you can just say, oh, well, it's in the past. I can make it up now. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying forget every bad thing that you've ever done. Just keep going. I'm saying learn from the mistakes that you are making and from the mistakes that your friends have made and from the mistakes that your peers and your models have made and learn from those as you continue on in the future. Um, Now, as I said, I had just started class, and today was my second day of class. And I am in a class called Sport and Exercise Psychology. Um, I was dreading this class, but turns out my teacher's actually not half bad. And today she said something that kind of stuck out to me. Um, And she said that we do 100 or more things during a day. And we do probably like 95 of those things correctly, but then there's probably like five things that we do wrong or that go wrong in our day. And then she asked us, what do we typically remember? We typically remember the five bad things that we did or the five things that just didn't go right. And that affects us today, and that affects us tomorrow, and that affects our attitude. Now, before I wrote this message, and before I heard what my teacher said, if you would have asked me how my day yesterday was, I would have told you that I hate college, and that my day was terrible. Even though I got reunited with all of my friends from my major, and I had lunch with a bunch of my high school friends, and I saw my dog for the first time in a few days, and... (laughs) And I went to the Wesley that I love, and I had canes for dinner. Like, that sounds like an awesome day. But for some reason, just a few things didn't go right yesterday, and I wrote it off as terrible, as a bad day. And as humans, we have this habit to just hone in on the negative things in our lives or on others' lives, and we just focus on that, and we can't move forward. Um, but Paul, so if you know anything about Paul, you know that before Jesus was here, he persecuted the believers of the church. Um, And if you believed in Christ, and he was aware that people were being killed because of their beliefs in Christ, and he didn't really do anything about it. Um, But he did not let that define who he was. He took his past, and he used it, and he moved forward, and he learned from it. And like I said, he is one of the biggest Christian leaders that has ever been. Um, And something we have to remember is nothing that we ever do will change what happened yesterday. There's literally nothing you can do. And when you figure that out, you're probably going to be the richest person in the world. But nothing until that day we can do can change what happened yesterday. Um, So we move on to the third key to successful living, which is concentration. Focus on the future. Um, Paul talks about concentration and how whatever we're doing in that moment or in that year or in the next 10 years deserves our full attention so that we can grow in that process. 
Um, He acknowledges the fact that we need to have goals and we need to have things to concentrate on so that we can be aware of when we are moving forward or when we aren't moving forward in our lives. Something that I believe that this world really, really struggles with is thinking that we have to do a hundred things at one time, right? Overcommitting and underdelivering. And I can say that with assurance because I know that it's something that I struggle with and I know that a lot of you just nodded your heads to it. Being in high school, being in college, being in an adult world, I don't think that ever stops. We just keep taking and taking and taking on things and pretty soon nothing is deserving or getting what it deserves. Um, and so this is where I want you guys to ask yourself, what really matters to you? And what is it that you're living for and waking up every day to do? And what is your goal in life? And why do you come here every Wednesday? And why do you, what do you want to get from these messages? And what do you want to take into this world? Um, if we don't know where we have been, we won't know where we are right now. And we won't know where we are going in the future. And the thing about that is no one can tell you. No one can tell you where you're going to be, and no one can tell you where you should go. That is you taking an inventory of your life and spending time with Christ and learning and growing in that situation. And the fourth key to success is determination, to fight to the finish. Um, This is all about being persistent, about running the race and keeping the faith. Um, Nothing worthwhile in this life happens without effort, and I believe that is the true definition of determination. Paul says in verse 14, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Jesus Christ is calling us. And this is where your little tweet comes in um, that says, The great people in life are the ordinary people with extraordinary amounts of determination. Awkward. Forgot to make that a slide. Um, These people don't know how to quit, and they just keep on trucking. And that is my challenge to you guys today. I want you to notice the verbiage that Paul uses that says, press on towards the end. Paul is committed to having a life with Jesus and to helping others have a life with Jesus. And I want to ask you guys, what are you committed to? Are you committed to your cell phone? Committed to video games? Are you committed to a life with Christ? Um, What if our life with Christ got as much dedication as our cell phone did? And don't even act like it does, because I know it doesn't. And it's okay. That's why we're on this path, and that's why we're growing each and every day. I can also tell you that because I'm an over-dedicated cell phone user, too. Um, And I ask you all these things and give you all these points, because in just a second, you're going to go into your breakout groups. And you're really going to take each and every one of these points, and you're going to do an activity with them to continue this growth that you develop each and every week when you come here. Um, But I want to leave you with one question, that is, what are you allowing to distract yourself from a life with Christ? What are you allowing to get in the way of you being ready to commit to a life to live and love with Jesus? Let's pray. Dear holy and loving God, thank you for this day, and thank you for these people in this room. Um, Just be with us as we come here every week to learn more about you and to fellowship with one another. I pray that our hearts were open tonight and our minds were open to growth with you, God. Uh, Just be with us as we leave this place and as we go into our breakout groups. Um, Open our hearts and our minds to the things that you have to continue to say to us throughout this evening. In your name we pray. Amen.